Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, <clears throat> episode 321 of the Sports Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Afro Dandy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. <clears throat> Thanks for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button. Share with all of your friends, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. We've got a jam-packed show today. Let's start with the NBA, which is uh, in full force of the playoffs, and it's it's intense, and, and it's, in some ways it's sad, and in some ways it's uplifting. Oh yeah, we we we'll get to it all. Um, but to start with uh, the awards, we talked about a little bit about last week. I think all the predictions predictions we made came true. So, uh, Laurie Markkinen won Most Improved, Brogdon Sixth Man, De'Aaron Fox Clutch. Player uh, Mike Brown, coach of the year, and uh, Paolo Banchero, one rookie of the year. So, uh, still got MVP left, but um, yeah, those are those are mostly awards there. Um, and for the playoffs, I think we start with uh, what's going on right now. The the games today, uh, Boston and Atlanta, game five. Mm. So it's all game fives today. They're all three one, so they could all be over, and I think they all will be over by and, the end of tonight. And every team that's up three one is at home as well. Yes. So um, right now the Celtics are up by eight on the Hawks. Uh, the Hawks are without Dejounte Murray, who at the end of game four, a, a tough loss for Atlanta, he uh, bumped a ref. He made physical contact with a ref, which is just kind of like a zero tolerance. You can't do it, and he is suspended for this pivotal game five. But um, Boston is. A much better team, not just a better team. I think they're a much better team. So I don't know. This is going to be pivotal for the series because I think Boston would have won anyways, um, even if Atlanta stole this this game five here. But um, it does suck to see like a guy who's maybe their best player. Um, Trey Young still their like the most popular player, biggest name player. But um, Dejounte Murray was the guy they they went out this off season, uh, spent a lot of picks on. And he's not there in their most important game, which which sucks because, uh, you know, refereeing is bad. And I understand why people get upset. And some of the referees are just dickheads. And Murray said, like, I've had a history with this guy. So it wasn't just <laughs> what ref was it? I'm not sure. I should. Uh, the, it I've been saying this, like, I've been noticing kind of a trend a little bit in these playoffs. And it, it seems like. It's uh, been. Uh, you might be upset. Oh, he's a Greek guy. Get a Petritus. So he could be. He's definitely Greek. Greek man. Wanna, let me see if he looks like yes. if I can. Uh, he's got to have a photo. Oh, yeah. I think he's. I think he's Lithuanian. We were just talking about. Oh, Lithuanian, maybe so. maybe like Georgian, Lithuania. Who knows? The NBA official from Lithuania. Oh, Lithuania. Wow, very good, very good. I said those itis itises <clears throat> are usually Lithuanians. Yeah. So bone is true. And uh, I was just saying, like the one trend I feel like I've noticed in this, and this is just how it is in the playoffs. The refs swallow their whistles. There's more contact there. They let more go, which is, you know, how it should be. It's the playoffs. And uh, but then what I've started to notice is then when it comes down to the fourth quarter, they will find their whistles again and you start seeing more calls. And I feel like you'll also start to see more calls going towards, you know, maybe a little more favorable to the team that's possibly down if it's a close game. You know, you want sometimes you want it to be close, I feel like or whatever. And I mean, I'm not saying like it's, you know, purpose or anything. I'm just saying it seems like. Hey, maybe this was a borderline call that's not called on this team, but it's going to be called on the other team type stuff. But I don't know. Playoff I and mean, playoff basketball is just a different. It's a different beast. You know, it's uh, it's very, um, just different. They have it's more physical, and they let more go, and 
it's it's fun to watch. But uh, I agree with you guys. I think there'll there's a good chance. I think three series come to an end, and we should note that all three home favorites that are up three to one are all double digit favorites tonight as well. So <clears throat> even the odds makers are basically telling you that they think all three of these series will come to an end this evening. And the the second game of tonight's triple header, uh, Timberwolves at Nuggets. Um, I actually didn't even see game four. I actually didn't even know this series was 3-1. I thought it was 3-0. It was a close game, went into overtime, where Minnesota did pull it off. So, okay. I mean, good for them on their home court. They win a game, but... Was that Saturday uh, or Sunday? That was Sunday. Okay. That's yeah. probably because I was at the it Angel was, game. It was the last game of that oh. night after four four games. So, it was a busy night there. Um Kyle Anderson is out. Oh, Sean, no. So, yeah, you won't get a chance to see him. You also won't get a chance to see him anyways because it's on NBA TV. Yeah, which so. is, that just tells you, too. That's what, the uh, game that should be on that channel. I agree. I, you know, he's not wrong. I mean, the Wolves, they got some exciting players, but this is definitely one of the, you know, Look, one you versus eights or something. You have to like have that. everyone on your team that can be able to jump for you to be on actual television. <laughs> well, there you go. There's Sean's hot take. About Carl Anthony Towns' jump shot. So anyway, yeah, this game will be watched. It's just a shot at Tony. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. His his shot. Uh, this game will be watched by nobody. But uh, the, the, the final game of the evening at 7 p.m., you got Andy's L.A. Clippers versus Phoenix Suns. Uh, this time last week when we were talking about this podcast, I feel like it was 1-0 Clippers. It was, yeah. We and saw the Suns were, of, playing, that e- they were yeah, playing that evening. We saw game two that, that night. And I think I was a little riding high saying, like, this is all I cared about. I was just getting that one win was nice. Because uh-huh. you, you take yeah. home court back. Um, yeah, and, and even if they split at home, I'm just like, I thought it was maybe going to be a sweep. So I think it was like, this is a, this is nice that they didn't, like, fall on their face in the playoffs. Um, but then everything changed, and it just – it's so exhausting. Um, after game two, it was announced, well, Kawhi is out, and we don't know exactly how long or what his injury is, but he's not going to play. Maybe he'll be available in game four. Um, not available and, game four. And I saw not that. Not available that, game five. That actually took everybody by surprise because the line had come out that day and it was bettable and it was only Phoenix minus like two points, two and a half going because they were in LA. And the next thing you know, it's announced he's out and that line jumped all the way up to seven and a half, eight points. And the reason why that's significant is because the Clippers ended up losing that game by five. So if you were one of those people that was able to jump on Phoenix in the morning, before the Kawhi news broke out, you won your bet. And if you were one of those guys that waited to find out Kawhi was out and then still felt like you thought Suns could win this game by eight or more points, you end up being a loser. And so, yeah, it was uh, it was a significant news that a lot of people didn't know about, like I was saying, because before, you know, you could see in the other lines when like Giannis was out that they and Jaw was, was out for game two is that the line already was kind of basically telling you, we think this guy's going to be out. And so then when it was officially announced, it maybe moved like a point or something. But that Kawhi one took a, a, a lot of people by shock. It's and uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. It's, I if saw, the Clippers were healthy in this series, it would have been fun to watch with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George versus uh, Chris Paul and Booker and Durant. But I saw something online that said uh, being a Clipper fan is, you know, not for the, uh, the people with weak stomachs or weak heart, whatever. It's devastating. It is almost as if they're cursed as a team. Um, I, I, and I, it's hard to, because you can only keep your spirits high about them for so long. And everyone always, any Laker fan, like only Laker fan, which is majority or one or the other, 
uh, I was like, oh, the Clippers suck. And I'll always say, like, shut the fuck up. Like, you don't have enough room in your brain to like two teams that work in the same fucking building. Like, you're just small-minded. But it's hard when they just... It's as if God's like, no, no, not so fast. Three more steps backwards, sir. What did what did what happened with what did Balmer do or you know something? Well, I mean, obviously before Balmer, they weren't successful yeah, that, either. Well, he, that guy was an asshole to, um, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. I mean, I think the next step up, I'm hopeful is, is is get your own building, get out of the Lakers building, and maybe that'll you know help some things. So Clippers um, getting that title in 2026. Yeah, I know. Balmer actually like spoke up about it because he always seems so positive and you know excited and it's always like, hey, the team's not doing that well this year. How are you still excited about like a, a basket in the third quarter? Um, but he, he even sounded pretty down about it, like coming from a different world where it's like this doesn't happen. You don't sign you don't sign an engineer to a four year contract and then like at the end of the project the guy is like actually I'm sick and I yeah. can't work for six weeks like it doesn't work that way then you're like okay well then you're fired and i'll get someone else to work um it's just a different different type of thing we here. also know it could be like uh i'm gonna work three days a week uh and every fourth well, week i'll work four days a week i need a I mean, load management myself yeah if you're good enough you can you can do that but again like you're also able to manage changes easier um like you said you just get a new person like in the nba be great if it's like oh okay Kawhi's hurt all right, um, we'll just give Kevin Durant um, two hundred million dollars to switch teams today, or like something like. He, you could do that if you're Microsoft. You can't do that in the NBA. Um, it's just hard to like force success. You could try to do all the right things and still bl- things blow up in your face. So, um, and it's just exhausting because this is not the conversation it, I wanted to have. No, it's incredibly season. sad and disheartening, and just like if the Lakers and the Clippers go out, I'm out. I'm not watching the rest of the playoffs. Like I like watching good basketball, but. It's too much. I have plenty of other things I could be doing. We'll get to the Lakers series, but I don't think they're going to, you know, win the next round. I mean, they could. I don't. I don't think they well. will be favored. Um, <clears> so <throat> I think you've got to be prepared for that. But um, yeah, I'm. I'm in a little bit of a depression about basketball because it does feel like, well, just my team is never going to be allowed to. Whether that's a god or some other thing that's going on that doesn't allow it to happen. Um, but there's some other teams that are in rough positions too. So. I don't. I just don't. I don't want it to be the Lakers winning another title on it in the season where everyone's injured because it seems like that's that's possible right now, and that would be a killer to me. But well, you know, um, there's still some other teams I would like to see win. Who deserves to be injured is uh, goddamn Embiid. Um, fuck that guy, dude. Holy shit! I saw a thing. <clears throat> I haven't watched any of their games as much as you know the world wants everyone to be watching nothing but the Celtics and goddamn Sixers. Uh, for a guy who's the size of Shaq, he's on the floor. Every five plays, like how pathetic are you? I know we're not talking about them when they're not playing today, but it's obnoxious, and I don't want them to fucking get any further than the next round. Did, Sean, did you see the play MB did when he was on the ground and he kicked the guy he in the balls? In the and dick. Like, yeah, it's like go fuck yourself, so you little fucking if, baby. If I there was uh, was uh, there's this Instagram account I follow called like Action Network, and they're always posting some good stuff about like things and stuff like crazy bets people are doing, and they show clips. And I commented on it and said, if that was Draymond Green, he would have been banned from the country. And I had like a hundred people like my comment because it's like everyone knows it's true. It's like, like I was saying this the other day, I was breaking it down. I was like, I get it. Draymond's got more of a reputation, but Embiid can be a little bit of a prick also. And in my opinion, it's like the crime is the crime. That would be like, 
if I went out and murdered someone, but it was my first time murdering someone. And then Andy went out and murdered someone, but it was his second time murdering someone. And then they were like, you know what, Andy, you're going to go to jail, but you know what, Anthony, we'll let this one slide. Just don't do it again. And I feel like that's kind of what they did with Embiid. Like Embiid should have been ejected on that. Like that is going for someone's nuts. It's the no different than when Dylan Brooks, you know, wanted a piece of LeBron's nuts also. Yeah, in why game. isn't that so important in this, this round of playoffs? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's copycat it, league. Draymond's an inspiration. Yeah, but it's I like guess. it's such a no-no. I mean, even in boxing, a sport when you're actually allowed to hit the other person, you're not allowed to hit him in the dick. And it's like UFC, it's everything. And it's like that is just a god man written rule that you don't hit another man in the nuts, and especially in you know sports contact and stuff. And Embiid should have been tossed in that game, but you know he ended up not even playing game four and. They swept. Yeah, that was going to say, we don't even need to talk about that series much because it is already over. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is important is that um, Embiid might not even be ready for game one. So the Sixers are hoping Atlanta comes back and wins this game. Yeah, because it'd be against the Celtics. Yeah, if the Celtics win, they're going to start that series on Saturday, I believe. But if the Celtics-Hawks goes another game, that that round will be delayed. Um, And right now, Embiid has a sprained knee and might not be ready for game one, so... Yeah. Probably hurt himself falling down 500 times. Yeah, so I did read something about him falling down is actually some people theory, theorize that this helps him with injuries because he hasn't he had such a bad back coming into the league. He hasn't had any back injuries since that the falling actually like takes less load off of his back. So I don't know how <laughs> true that is, but you know, that's interesting. You're did, how many times did you see Shaq on the ground? Once and they had to re- you know surface the floor. That time he dived into the stands and murdered a guy. That was good. He fell on a Christmas tree in the thing, yeah. you know, the halftime show oh, yeah. at Christmas time, and that was hilarious. It's like he's never been on the floor except for two other times in his whole life. All right, is, we want to move on to another series here. Well, it's, it's shameful. That's okay. Let's yeah. move on. Uh, so tomorrow we got four games on a weekday. Uh, so that's two NBA TV games. Um, we got Knicks Cavs. Knicks are leading three one, so uh, a little bit of an upset there. Um, will they be able to close it out? They they got three opportunities here, uh, but they've been they've just been better than Cleveland so far. So yeah, and I was saying it, it's been fun to watch the New York Knicks play good because you know it's <clears throat> seeing New York basketball like New York Knicks basketball in the playoffs again. It's it's kind of nice. It almost throws me back to like the nineties or something or like the early. 2000s or just anything like that when the Knicks were actually relevant you see all the east coast celebrities you know it's because you know we're so used to seeing and you see all the west coast celebrities when we're out here watching Laker games that when you get to see a Knicks game it's like it's it's kind of cool but uh yeah they're playing uh Cleveland it's in Cleveland Cleveland currently sitting as five and a half point favorite and uh this has been the defensive series because the over under right now only 202 which you do not see anymore in today's NBA so that just tells you how the this game has been that's, this series has been played. And then the 4.30 game tomorrow, the L.A. Lakers against Memphis. You know, we've briefly talked about that. L.A. Lakers up 3-1 in the series. And I know, Sean, you wanted to have a moment. I know you had some thoughts about this game, a couple players in particular, I believe. Oh, man. Um, you're going to have to remind me of what I said earlier, but uh, I, I just – Dylan Brooks. Yeah. He, like I, he wanted to be that villain, and now he's realizing, like, oh shit, everyone actually hates me, and they keep calling me ugly and shit. Like I don't like this anymore. So terrible idea to go the route of Draymond. Like it's hard to be the villain um, if that's not your true intentions. And 
they're also just such an ugly team. Um, like what they do to themselves, all their silly hair. And like one guy has like pink dreads and one guy on their team is really fat. Like it's, it's remarkable. Kenny Lofton Jr. Yeah. Um, but that side of things is scary. Um, I'll be honest too. So Anthony Davis got hit in the dick and he shouted and he fell down and I verbally yelled like, Oh my God thinking like his leg snapped or something just because I'm so like expecting him to die kind of a thing on the floor. Well, his hip is injured. So that's, he is going to, he's not going to make it through the whole playoffs. No, he just hip is like, well, my ankle hurts. So now my hips hurts. And now, um, my chest will hurt. Like he's just kind of a broken person too. So yeah, it's, I don't know. It's very frustrating. Like, was this what the playoffs looked like, you know, 31 years ago? Was everyone just injured all the time? I, I want to say no, except for like Sabonis, and they figured him out. They just, you know, shoved a bunch of metal into his body like he was goddamn Downey Jr. So you want to know about the 1991 playoffs? Let me see. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking out loud of like, how long has this been a problem? And again, people are bigger. People... John Moran also just wants to die. Like, his whole goal is to just fly through the air and kill himself. Lakers got to the finals. And uh, I'm not a Memphis fan. I'm scared for him. But what are you doing? You already have a – you're going to have your arm and your wrist amputated. You keep doing this. He doesn't understand it. Yeah. So, I believe the uh, the Golden State Warriors with Chris Mullen and Mitch Richmond and Tim Hardaway. Oh, that's a good uh, team. Upset the San Antonio Spurs, the second-seeded San Antonio Spurs that year. So, um, that was the one fun year the Warriors had, like while we were alive, even if we don't remember it. Um, that was back when it was only five game series too in the see. first round. Vladi Divac eleven rebounds Ooh. in game one against the Houston Rockets. So that was a good big, Houston team. Big too, Vladi versus Hakeem matchup. I'm sure everyone was looking forward to that one. Um, Jazz versus Suns. That's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah, the four versus five but, matchup back then. Who led the Utah Jazz? In scoring in game two, Sean, I'll give you a guess. Just guess the last name. Malone? Malone, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But it was Jeff Malone. <laughs> That's a weird one. Who's that? Jeffrey Nigel Malone. And so this is showing Hornacek on the Suns also. So this was before he went to Utah? Yeah. I forgot he was on the Suns first. That's a foreshadow as well. They didn't even know it. Yeah. Because he had some good games there. But uh, anyway, so the... The next uh, series, we got uh, the next game tomorrow. We got the Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks is, Bucks is the one seed. They obviously have the injuries with Giannis, and Jimmy Butler is playing like it's 2020 again. He looked phenomenal yeah. last night in a comeback victory, scoring, I believe, 56. Mm-hmm. And Miami is now as the eight seed against the playoff, against the NBA Finals favorites going into this playoffs, are up three to one. They go to Milwaukee. Milwaukee is an 11-point favorite, so Milwaukee is still getting a ton of respect, but they got to win three in a row, and I mean, it might come down to where Milwaukee plays balls of the walls tomorrow, and they can win, but if I'm the Heat, you got to go into tomorrow, and I feel like you have to act like you're down 3-1. Yeah. You can't just be like, well, if we lose, we get to go back home to Miami, because it's like, yeah, well, if you lose and go back to Miami, there's still a good chance Milwaukee beats you. I mean, Milwaukee was beating you the majority of the game yesterday. And you don't want this to go to seven because then it's back home and then Milwaukee will have the momentum and they'll end up finding themselves out of this. So I don't think Milwaukee's out of this yet, but if you have Jimmy Butler, 
plays with that kind of energy and confidence like he has. He's in barista mode. When he, yeah, when he hit that three-pointer yesterday, he went absolutely AWOL. And it was cool to see because it's like, you know what? That's the passion and emotion that you like to see in the playoffs. I mean, this is playoff sports. This is playoff, whether it's playoff basketball, hockey, football, baseball, doesn't matter. It's like you want to see big-time emotion. And we got to see that from uh, <clears throat> Jimmy Butler yesterday. And then the final game tomorrow night, which will be another good one, the TNT doubleheader after the Laker game, is the Golden State Warriors against the Sacramento Kings. 2-2 series. It's back in Sacramento. The home teams are 4-0 in this series. What a, a Darren Fox. It's said doubtful, but the line's telling me it looks like he probably is going to play because Golden State's only favored by one and a half. And, yep, it does say he does plan to play. Yeah, I, I so, saw he announced that earlier this afternoon. I, I mean, I like it. I mean, it is a finger. It's like, you know, that's obviously going to be painful, but you got to give it to him. He's He wants to be out there. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, this could be one of those situations where, you know, a bad path. I don't know. Something could happen where it does get yeah, affected and maybe like he doesn't or he doesn't shoot as well. Oh. So regardless, someone else is going to have to step up. I mean, they're going to need another game one of Malik Monk or something like that, or they're going to need some bonus to be able to dominate down low or, you know, maybe Kevin Huerter is that guy that hits four threes or something. So you know what I'd love last game, is for them to um, pan to Arvidas in the crowd. Have him stand up, take a bow. I feel like he's not there. Yeah, he's probably not. He's probably there. in the Lithuania. I know, but they have, they have yeah. planes to fly him over. It's a big thing to be there. Know. You want to support your son, right? I don't think he cares. Oh, I mean, on. you could have Draymond going to the stands and hitting him in the yeah. knees. It's too much of a risk. It's true. But, yeah, that last game was uh, kind of crazy. Um, Keegan Bradley, the uh, – or not, Keegan Murray. Yes. Keegan Murray. Um who was terrible in the first few games, had like 20-something points, 23 points. Um, really weird how just sometimes people show up in an unexpected uh, moment there. Um, and I think the story of that game was that the Steph called, he called a timeout without any timeouts left. You you almost never see that. Uh, famously, Chris Weber did it in the, in the college um, in Final Four. Um, but it almost cost the Warriors the game. He had a uh, what's his name? The former, the former warrior, Harrison Barnes had had a shot to win the game, but he d- it didn't go in there. But um, yeah, it's it's probably been the best series so far. It's the only two two series, um, and it'll suck if if it gets derailed here by a De'Aaron Fox injury. So, so I, I was looking up photos of Sabonis. Sabonis somehow looks younger today's than he did in like nineteen ninety six. Cryotherapy. Yeah. It's kind of funny. He really did look like he's just a struggling old man at 24-hour fitness playing with some young guys. But he was good. Well, they say one of the best European players of all time. So uh, we got any other basketball news, or is that our playoff recap so far? Good. All right, moving on. Let's uh, talk about some baseball. And we're going to talk about a couple red-hot teams here, and one of them is the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are a surprising 16-7. and And I know it's only been 23 games. It's a 162-game season, but this is shocking. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, they really, I mean, you look at their lineup, you look at their rotation, I mean, it's nothing. They got Andrew nothing. McCutcheon back. Yeah, Andrew McCutcheon hit his fifth home run of the season tonight. They're currently losing 7-8 to eight to the Dodgers in the bottom of the eighth, but they're they're just playing good baseball, and they're leading the NL Central, and I mean, you know, we've seen stuff like this before, I feel like, in baseball, where you get one of those surprising teams and they're 
they start off well and you're like, oh, well, they'll fade away. And then all of a sudden you look and it's August and you're like, holy shit, they're still to top the division or they're leading the wild card and they get into the playoffs. And it's like, well, it's fun to see them. I mean, we remember seeing it with the Orioles a few years back. I mean, the Pirates also a few years back. You know, uh, the, I feel like the Marlins or something, you know, done that before. The Marlins had a good COVID year, which was very strange. Yeah. I, I knew they had a good year yeah. somewhere recent, but so it's cool to see. You know, I enjoy seeing these big no name teams start to do well. Uh, and then the other team on the AL that we got to well, talk I, I about. I wanted to talk oh. about this. This was interesting. Okay. Um, I was looking at the Pirates roster and I noticed one of their players is Kanan Smith Najigba, who I was like, okay, well, that can't be just a common last name. So his brother is that U- uh, Ohio State wide receiver who's going to be the top oh. receiver drafted this year. Oh. He barely played this year. Very good. But he had a yeah, great season that. the year before. Very good. So I was like, oh, yeah, he's got to be his brother. And it was. So cool. Um, yeah, it is a rare last name. And uh, oh, it's two names. Yeah, it looks like it's One the common. dad's name and like the yeah. mom's name or something. But uh, the other thing was uh, that we have to know the Tampa Bay Rays. We talked about them when they started off the season like 13, 14 and 0. They are now 20 and 3. But the more impressive stat, 14 and 0 at home, which is insane for baseball. And they are currently. What's the combined attendance on those 14 home games? Yeah, too? no kidding. But they are currently losing 5-0 to Houston at home in the bottom of the eighth. So it looks like all good things must come to an end. And it appears, unless they have a big rally, that it appears the Tampa Bay Rays will lose their first home game of the year and drop their record to a staggering 20-4. and four. But uh, I don't think... Oh, I guess the only other baseball news I'll talk about briefly was that I went to the Angels game Sunday and I got to see... The back-to-back-to-back home runs. The Angels, top of their order. Taylor Ward, Mike Trout, and Shohei Otani all hit a home run back-to-back-to-back. Kind of cool to see. I don't think, I can't recall a time I've ever seen. Actually, I think I did once as a young kid. I remember seeing back-to-back-to-back. But it's been a while. And not in a game or not live. That's pretty rare. No, I was saying live when I saw it. that's pretty I went to a game, too, and it lasted two hours. It was very interesting. I, I was worried about that. The, the actual stadium experience with these quicker games. And uh, Shohei was working really quick in that game, and they they won 2-0. Uh, it was just a two-run home run. It was the only scoring in the entire game. Um, I went up, I got food, and it took like two innings. It's just, it's, it's, and it's weird. So when I was there Sunday, we actually asked the uh, one of the late girls at the concession stand, like one of the ones that had her own like little booth, you know what I mean? Like they're just kind of in the middle of like the walkways. And... Uh, we said, when do they stop serving alcohol now? And she's like, oh, sometimes like now, like the top of the eighth or bottom eighth, it's just kind of like, so I was like, oh, kind of like depending on like not even so much innings anymore, but like duration of how long it's been. And she's like, well, to be honest with you, it just depends who's managing. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny because I was like, she's like, because we have a cool manager that'll basically like the cool manager lets alcohol go to like the eighth. And then the stern manager's like, no, seventh inning, we're done. So it's kind of funny to actually hear that. Yeah, like I literally, I got a, I got a beer after the second inning, and by the time I finished that beer, it was already the eighth inning. So I wouldn't have been able to get another beer if even I want if I wanted one. So uh, it is interesting how that that is, but that was an anomaly. That was a two hour game. That doesn't happen very often. So yeah, no, it doesn't. But uh, yeah, I think that um, is it for baseball. All right, how about we move it over to the NFL? Um, a couple big things, including something that was expected but finally confirmed. Uh, Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets. So, you know, it's really quick. What's funny about that is I'm not even kidding. About a day or two before, 
I Googled Aaron Rodgers because I couldn't remember if he had already been traded yet. And it said Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I was like, okay, so he hasn't been traded yet. And then literally less than 48 hours later, he is a New York Jet. Yeah, there was some thought that it would happen after the draft because the Jets didn't want to trade any of this year's picks. But uh, in the end, they did. So um, the Jets and Packers swapped first rounders. So the Packers move up two spots, I think from 15 to 13, not huge. Um, But the Packers also get the Jets second round pick this year. And then next year, they'll get a first or a second, depending on how many um, snaps Aaron Rodgers plays this year. Yeah, he has to play 65% of his snaps. So he probably will. I mean, he will if he's not hurt. Uh, He will be the starter, I assume. Uh, Um, Wild guess. It's a lot to give up for a guy who maybe is 10 to 15th best quarterback right now and not not, no longer a top five guy. That's what they're saying. They're like, because a bunch of money has come in, obviously, on the Jets to win the Super Bowl and to win the AFC and I was listening to a podcast this morning that talked about they're like, you know, are they really an elite team? Like they're saying, like, if you believe they're an elite team, that means you're saying they're as good as Kansas City, Buffalo, or like Cincinnati and stuff. And it's like, they're not, I don't what think. About the Chargers. Okay. Well, I'm very upset people are low on the Chargers. Well, they're not an elite team yet. You can't compare them yet to Kansas talent. City. They have elite talent. Well, until they, they show have Kellen Moore. Stop it. Former Boise State quarterback. Yeah, we'll see how this now. year goes. Maybe they'll maybe this time next year, Andy, we can yeah. say we yeah. can have them in the elite category. But until they at least I get to the goddamn playoffs. Have to be, well, they were in the playoffs. Weren't did they? you block it out of your mind? Well, did, were they I should the playoffs have blocked this it out of my mind. You forgot already. Yeah, who'd they lose? Oh, they holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I can never block it out of my mind. Yeah, that was bad. Okay, well, whatever. <clears throat> um, well, anyways, or do you want to keep, keep talking about Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't okay. have much to say about him. Uh, the other big story... Uh, maybe one that you're interested in. And I actually have one more story after this. Oh, okay. A bunch of current and former Lions were suspended for sports gambling. So uh, the biggest name of them was Jameson Williams, their first rounder from last year. He's only getting six games because his violation was betting on other sports, which is not a violation in itself, but he bet on other sports while at a Lions facility, which is a violation. Um, some of the other players did bet on the NFL. And they got indefinite suspension, similar to Calvin Ridley, who had to reapply, mm-hmm. um, which he did reapply and did, did successfully. Yeah, re- for reapply. the Jacksonville Jaguars now. Yeah. He reapplied uh, so well that he's not on the Falcons anymore. <laughs> but a number of these guys were fringe players who were like immediately cut from their teams. Well, and, that's and it's like, you fucking idiot. It's because they're not, they, yeah, they're not making them probably, like they think, oh, I can make more. But it's like, so here's the thing. Like, obviously, if you're betting like Jamison Williams did on other games, other sports, you know, because you're not allowed to gamble really at all. Especially like you said, if, like the facility, and then if you're gambling on NFL games, then that's like Calvin Ridley, where okay, that's going to be like a year suspension, like whatever. But then if you're betting on your own games, that's when you're completely done, and that's also like that could be like prison time and stuff because that's it's insider trading in a way. It's like because you can, sh- I mean, NFL isn't quite like NBA where it's like as easy to like if you're a player, like you can just solve the outcomes more because if you're like the point guard. And your team's getting, you know, you're favored by 12, you know, you can win by eight or nine if you, you know, because you can maybe you have more control, but there's only 10 people on the court as opposed to like 22 players on the court or field or whatever. But uh, it's still a big thing. But uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which I think, Andy, you might enjoy, is that I saw a thing today that said, because as we should, should note, the NFL draft is this Thursday. And I don't know if you've seen this, but... Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback, has now had a push come in on him with money where he is now only like four to one or like seven to one or something to go number one. And he was 
I guess a couple days ago, he was about 60 to one to go number one. And now he's like seven to one. And they've said what's going on is somebody went on Reddit and said like, uh, I'm like, I know someone that's close friends with Will Levis and like, or he's already telling his friends and his close friends and family that Carolina's taking him or whatever. So people got win, And I mean, there's, of course, there's the whole Reddit thing because, you know, there's the whole like GameStop stuff, I feel like, and all this other stuff with Reddit that people have actually jumped on that and money has come in on him and he was gone down from 60 to one, it said, to go number one to like seven to one or something like that. And then they were saying that the the guy who posted this, they were saying his name, I forgot what it was. And they said he's only had one other post on Reddit in his life. And you know what it was about? Russell Westbrook. Batman. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, so they're like, this guy's got two posts. One about Batman and one about Will Levis going number one. So it's it's kind of funny, but we'll see. I mean, this has definitely been a, a crazy uh, situation with this draft. I mean, you've just seen so much up and down with who's going where. Ever since Carolina traded to get the number one pick, it seems like it's just going crazy. But uh, we'll see. The favorite, I still believe, is uh, what's his face? Uh, Stroud? No, Bryce Young. Bryce Young, I mean. So the consensus for like the experts is Bryce Young is definitely going number one. But now number it's, two is a very strange situation where um, the Texans, a lot of the insiders saying Texas don't want don't want Levis, but they might trade out. Um, they could take Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson, defensive players. Um, and yeah, they don't want CJ Stroud either, but they might trade down and find whatever quarterback ends up with them. So um, teams like the Colts. They don't have a quarterback, do they, Houston? No, they have Davis Mills, but they they have two first-round picks. So no, they don't have a quarterback. Um, so who would, who would be interested in maybe trading up? You have the Colts, the Raiders, and the Titans are all um, interested in a quarterback. They said that Tannehill is likely to be traded and during the draft. Speaking of the Titans, I heard I saw something on the ticker the other day watching ESPN that uh, they haven't had any bites yet on Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's on the trading block, and you know, and I, I told you I'm not surprised. He's He's getting older and he keeps having the injuries. Like it's that's why I think the Titans are smart to try to part ways with him and get some value for him right now while he is still an elite running back, but his eliteness is starting to dwindle. So uh anyway, should be a good game, but uh good draft. Yeah, good, that's yeah, good draft, good game. So anyway, that'll uh that'll do our NFL talk. We'll definitely have something to talk about next week as the draft concludes. Shall we move over to some hockey? Yes, we will move over to some hockey. So the NHL playoffs has been fairly exciting, uh, as it always is. So right now in the NHL playoffs, we'll start with the I'll start with the East. No Coast. one's been eliminated yet, right? Uh, no. So in the East Coast, we've got the number one seed Boston Bruins up three games to one on the Florida Panthers. That was expected. Figured Panthers would be able to get one, uh, but Boston's just so elite. And then <clears throat> the other series, the number four seed Maple Leaves. And remember, it's hockey seeds is a little bit weird. It depends on division stuff. So they're technically playing the six seed Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, that is three one Toronto, and Toronto hasn't gotten past the first round in the play. Hasn't won a playoff series in years. So after they lost the first game, I believe they gave yeah. up seven goals. Yeah, and there was a video just showing all the you know despondent Maple Leafs fans. Yeah, just like oh, and, it's happening again. It's happening again. And then they won the next two, like and then. Yesterday they were down four to one in Tampa Bay, and they in the third period, and they come back and win in overtime five four. Maple Leafs fans, they're showing them, they're crying, they're excited. Yeah. It's 
it's been a great moment. Mike Myers, and enjoy it. Yeah, so uh, Toronto's up three to one. They go back to Toronto game five as well, so I think that they can take care of business there. Other series, which is going on right now, the Carolina Hurricanes are up three to one on the New York Islanders, also kind of expected, but they're in Carolina right now, and the Islanders are up three to one with 18 minutes to go in the third. So if Islanders hold on, they go to game six back home, and you never know, we could have ourselves a series. Uh, and then the last um, um, game in the East, which has been the best series by far in the East, it'll, and this is a series that'll probably honestly go seven, New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers, it's 2-2. Two, two. Here's the ironic thing about this series, Andy. Home team is 0-4. No team has won at home yet. And they go to they go back to New York for game five, 2-2 two, two series. Uh, wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They go to New Jersey. They have to travel all the way to New Jersey. Yeah, so they go to New Jersey for game five. Yeah, who's really home? That's that's the good question. Exactly. So then now we'll move over to the West Coast. We've got the Vegas Golden Knights, the one seed versus the eight seed Winnipeg Jets, and that is a 3-1 night series. Uh, New York Jets, wow. The Winnipeg Jets won game one, and the Vegas Knights have won three in a row. They come back home for game five, getting ready to you know finish off this series. Then the next three series are all they're all tied. You got the Edmonton Oilers against the LA Kings, which is two two. They play tonight. Three of the four really games. Really sad. The Kings were up three one in the first period, uh, going up, looking to go up three one, and then they blew a three zero lead. Yeah, That's they and that series. Three of the four games have gone into overtime. So that has been probably the most exciting series in the Western Conference. Uh, and then the other series, you got the Colorado Avalanche, who are tied two two with the Seattle Kraken. Ironic thing about this, Seattle Kraken have scored first in all four games. Uh, Seattle Kraken are playing with a lot of energy. They've been up 2-0 in, like, I think three of the games or something. Like, they're just, they're playing good, but Colorado's just, they don't go away easy. So that series is 2-2. Then the final series in the in the West, the Minnesota Wild and the Dallas Stars, currently a 2-2 series, but the Dallas Stars at home are up 3-0 with 14 minutes to go in the second period. Uh, they're looking... Looking good early on. They're trying to get up 3-2. Dallas is a good team. So, uh, yeah, the Western Conference is looking uh, looking good. I mean, three series that are 2-2. And uh, like Andy mentioned, though, no sweeps. I mean, and you see that often in hockey where there's not sweeps because it's difficult. And you see seven and eight seeds make a run all the time in the NHL. So uh, it's been exciting. And by this time next week, we will, you know, be down to the final eight teams. So uh, should be good. But uh, that's uh, that's our hockey update. Well, let's kick off uh, some soccer. Yeah, so last week we left you guys with AC Milan advancing past Napoli and Real Madrid, no surprise, passing through Chelsea. Uh, and then the next two games, which were on Wednesday last week, when is expected. I mean, Man City had won game one, 3-0. Um, and they ended up tying 1-1. They didn't need to do anything more than just... They, all they needed to do was lose by less than three. They drew 1-1. Uh, so they advanced to the semifinals again, which they always seem to be this far, at least in the Champions League. And then uh, Inter Milan uh, played Benfica. Uh, Inter Milan won game 1-2-0. And then this game was a lot more exciting. It was a 3-3 final, but I think it's one of those things where the score is a little more deceiving because I believe Inter Milan was up 3-1 with like 15 minutes left. And Benfica scored two late goals, still lose the aggregate 5-3. Uh, so we were going to have AC Milan versus Inter Milan on uh, May 10th and Real Madrid versus Man City on May 9th, which I'm sure a lot of people are thinking to themselves that that's a final right then and there. 
I mean, Real Madrid and Man City are the two best teams left, and I don't even think it's close. I don't even know. Inter Milan and AC Milan aren't even, you know, the third, fourth, fifth best teams that were even in this tournament. I mean, they just, you know, have played well, I guess, and have done good. But, yeah, they uh, the real championship there, I believe, is Man City, Real Madrid. But... Andy, hey, Andy, to my point, Andy sees that I was telling the truth there. What does it have them ranked? What number is that? So out of this field, I don't want to count it, but they're pretty significantly lower than those two teams. Yeah, so, I mean, Inter Milan looks like they were like, let's see, we'll have it right here. 13th? Yeah, 13th, and AC Milan was like barely top 20. So, yeah, they've gotten here and, you know, what you feel. And then to our point, Man City was number one, Real Madrid number four going into this tournament of overall rating. So to our point, uh, yeah, I, I just hope the, the Champions League finals are always fun. I just hope it's not like a 4-1 game. I hope whoever gets there to face one of these juggernauts gives them at least a game. So these ratings we're looking up are from 538.com, which this might be the last time we get to see this because uh, they announced that they're basically, they're not shutting that website down, but they fired the senior management and, are probably getting rid of the sports part of it. So I didn't even I never even heard of this website before. It it does politics and sports. So yeah, that's that that guy is Joe Biden. He's a, yeah, a politician. Not, yeah. Um so he's right there on the front page. But they also do sports predictions. That's um, cool. Yeah. Like the Angels have a sixty three percent percent chance of winning tonight. According to who? According to them. <laughs> They'll tell you why. You wanna know why? You wanna know the uh the math that they're doing here? Um they're saying the Angels are a fifth are they're rated fifteen thirteen um, starting pitcher is worth negative 19 points, but they're at home, so it's worth 24 points. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. I'll have to look in the site more. 538.com, huh? Yeah. We are not sponsored by 538.com. No, it might, might not even exist next week, so. It's a bummer. Right when I get to know about it. <laughs> I mean, it's been around for 10 yeah. years or something. Well, is that a wrap us up in the worldwide leader of sports? <laughs> Sure will. Yeah. Well, uh, you've been listening to episode 321 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy and Tony Katz. Yes. Yep, thanks for listening. Tell a friend.